0: Welcome to MarketScale Pro AV. I'm Sean Heath, and today I have an opportunity to have a conversation with the engineering manager for Adwar Video, Jonathan Yago. Jonathan, how are you today? I'm
1: great, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm excited because today you and I get to do something a little bit different. We get to have a philosophical and artistic discussion about pro av instead of just the normal nerdy technical stuff that would be part of a podcast like this and i know that that's something that you really enjoy about your job you love creating something that's part of the environment so do me a favor just give me the brief uh the brief little journey how'd you wind up at adwar
1: so i actually started in um right out of high school i got into live sound and i was a touring engineer for um Several years, got uh, a bit tired of being on the road all the time and thought uh, AV could be a nice transition and I was lucky enough to uh, find the local company, Adwar Video, Uh, actually started there as a part-time tech and I've just uh, worked my way up the ladder.
0: Let's get right into the artistic side of what you get to do. Now, uh, traditionally, people think of of Pro-AV. They think of screens that display data in, I don't know, maybe a call center or in a boardroom. It's showing a PowerPoint. And that's the very basic definition of what a Pro-AV installation can be. The thing that makes your day-to-day so interesting is that you like to look at pro av as an environment not necessarily as a tool or a display it actually becomes part of the space that the activity is taking place in and you just love hiding the fact that it's something different or apart from the rest of the things in the room you really love the camouflage of pro av don't you
1: Absolutely. And that's a really exciting part of what we get to do and, and also get to bring that to clients. A lot of the time, clients won't even have uh, an idea that they can hide the AV or that the AV can be part of the architecture of the room or the building. Um, so it's bringing those ideas uh, to clients, especially on renovation jobs where they're only maybe getting an AV upgrade versus doing hard construction. Um, being able to come in and find the delicate solution that matches not only their av needs but also matches their um, aesthetic needs is a a great opportunity we get to have
0: now a lot of people think oh well we're going to upgrade our conference room that means some fancy crown molding around a tv to make it look like a painting that's not even in the same universe as what you like to do talk to me about hiding everything except the screen
1: exactly yeah so that's that's like a dated view of of uh, what AV used to be and now it's all about they want more features but they want to see less hardware uh, they don't even want to see any hardware um, So this is all about walking into a room being able to connect your device whether uh, wirelessly or in a discrete table box and having the system come in and function as they would expect but not having to sit there and have a big touch panel on the conference table or have a touch panel mounted on the wall Let the system function as they would expect and as they need all through automated programming and still have everything completely hidden except for the display on the wall.
0: I would think that the growth of the new wireless communication protocols and the advances in bandwidth really allow you to do some out-of-the-box projects. They really allow you to do things that you just couldn't do two years ago.
1: Oh, absolutely! And you know, with the advancements in, in uh, not only the AV equipment but also the clients' wireless networks now being able to support that, we can do real nice, um, high definition, high quality video presentations all from somebody's iPad. They can walk in, or even their iPhone or the Android device. So they can walk in with their everyday phone and have a beautiful presentation up on the display and no other hardware seen to them, which has been a uh, Really big for all our corporate clients and our higher ed clients where, especially if higher ed, they don't want anything that can just walk away from a table. So the student could walk in and get take their little Chromebook and boom, instantly be presenting to a group uh, in in everyday space at at some of these schools.
0: Is there a project that you've worked on recently that you're at liberty to talk about uh, where you can kind of give me some of the details of some of the neat uh, approaches you've been able to take in hiding hardware and cabling? Yeah. Um, so
1: we, we have a, a corporate client that has a lot of huddle spaces. And it was all, um, they're all open office spaces. So you could have a four, four cubicles together and then in the middle of them is a joint workspace. And they wanted people to be able to walk in, uh, connect their laptop or connect a wireless device. Uh, but they didn't want a touch panel. They didn't want a wall mount controller. They just wanted the system to come in and work. And so we were able to present them with an HDMI cable, um, discreetly mounted in one of the, actually one of the chairs that had a USB charging there also, and a wireless presentation device. Uh, All the hardware, um, the switcher and the wireless presentation device, were mounted discreetly actually in their IDF room. Um, So it was, you know, 60 feet away. And then we used a video over IP solution to get video back to the display and through some crash on programming, um, when somebody connects to an HDMI or uh, joins their wireless presentation device, the display turns on, the correct audio and video is routed, and same thing when they disconnect. Once the system's been uh, unused for uh, five minutes, it just shuts itself right back off.
0: Now some of these ideas are pretty scalable, right? You mentioned being in a small huddle space, but the concepts can actually scale up to a large, Uh, meeting space they could scale up even even up to maybe a concert hall level Uh, talk to me about how exciting it is to have that sort of flexibility in your day-to-day projects
1: so you can take um, everything from um, like i said from that huddle space all the way up to an auditorium we've recently done a job where uh, we came in and it was a brand new auditorium Uh, it was a year old but they didn't do an av upgrade during construction and they loved this space it was a very gorgeous space and they wanted three screens in the room they wanted one on the front left wall front right wall and one dead center in front of the main curtain and of course you come in and you don't want to mount a big giant aluminum box on their brand new walls um, so we were actually able to work with uh, daylight in the new uh, wireline series and mounted all of the displays above their ceilings um, and when they come down all you see is a it just looks like a screen's magically hanging in the middle of the air. It's hung from very small aircraft cable. Um, and when the system's not in use, you can't even tell that there's any audio video in the room. So projectors are hidden inside projection cabinets in the radio auditorium. They have a very small six by six inch um, hole for the lens, and that's it. So it's a very discreet installation uh, and really kept the feel of the auditorium um, as it was before we started.
0: That's of supreme importance because you're trying to create not just an intellectual transfer when you have a meeting in an auditorium, but there's an emotional component, and the more obstacles that you can remove, the more impactful that particular meeting or presentation or show can be. When you walk in to an auditorium, you don't want to look around and be like, Oh, what's hanging from the ceiling?
1: Oh, is that a speaker? Is that a projector? Is that a camera? I'm not sure. You want to walk in and look at the space and be wowed by the architecture. You want to be wowed by the AV when the AV is in use. When it's not in use, it should disappear and be hidden from view until it's ready for prime time, and they drop those screens, and it's like magic. They just come down out of the air, and they get a beautiful image on them.
0: Now, as as a technical guy you look at a space and you think, okay, this needs to run here, there's a box there, I need a power here. But as a creative type, which is the other part of your personality, I would imagine you struggle with, as you mentioned, the internal architecture. You see a beautiful auditorium and you think, oh man, look at that beautiful molding or look at that beautiful artwork there. How How do you balance those two? That
1: is certainly a very difficult balance. Um, And there's certainly been plenty of times when we've had great ideas and then we get up into the structure of the ceiling and we find out, oh, there's an HVAC duct there or there's not enough rigging points in the ceiling to hang the screen the way we need to hang it. And then we have to come up with new solutions. Um, But there is definitely a very um, hard to keep that balance of I want to do everything possible and then figuring out the engineering behind it. Um, We work with uh, several great rigging companies to come up with custom solutions. Um, So just about anything nowadays is possible, it's just a matter of figuring out, A, what the solution is going to be, and then implementing that properly with the right team.
0: What information protocol is the one that's really caught your eye right now? Is there a particular transmission on the spectrum, whether it's audio, video, Wi-Fi? Is there a particular communication protocol that if you had to choose just one, you would work with?
1: The big thing right now for us is, is video over IP. Um, so there's a lot of great solutions out, and there's, there's new solutions coming out all the time from major, major manufacturers. The ability to be able to take a, a CAT6 cable, drop that behind a display, and then drop a transmitter slash receiver behind that same display um, is has been game changing for us. We can now take one input and through utilizing most of the time the building's existing network, we can distribute that throughout the entire building or throughout the entire campus. Um, so we're seeing a big change from having standard video matrices to now having everything live on the network. Um, even same thing with, with the audio devices also now. It's um, going more towards network-based network, network based than anything else.
0: So do you find customers hesitating or changing the timing of their install because they want to wait for the next great thing? We, we have a few. We have a, a very wide range of clients.
1: You know, We still have some that are absolutely happy with 1080p and then we have uh, medical clients that are wanting you know six and 8k displays now because they're actually getting devices that can support that um 4k is our standard uh, absolutely and we certainly do get the client that says i want the latest and greatest and i read an article that says japan has 8k and it's like you're right Somewhere way on the road 8k does exist do you have any 8k content and then they pause and think and go, no, I don't have any 8K content. And I go, well, when you have 8K content, we'll be more than happy to upgrade this
0: <laughs> The internet is a terrible thing, isn't it? It just, it gives too much information to people. It really does have a tendency to gum up the works. Uh, too much knowledge <laughs> is a bad thing. Yeah,
1: oh, for sure, it's, uh, everybody knows everything now.
0: So you get to see some pretty wild ideas and thoughts about the future. From your viewpoint, what do you see? What do you think is the next sort of big thing that's going to grab everybody's attention in the pro-AV space?
1: I think the next really major significant shift would be more into um, AR, um, especially for higher ed. Um, you know, Imagine being able to put on a pair of AR goggles and dissect something that your professor is doing in a lab hundreds of miles away. Um, and feeling like you're actually there. I think that's going to be the next really big shift in, in AV and in distance learning.
0: Now, I'm not trying to, to get you in trouble with this last question, but if you were creating the Jonathan Yakko resume for your next job, we're not saying you're looking for a next job. This is purely hypothetical. What's the one project that You've been able to be a part of that you would absolutely make sure is on that resume. What's the thing that makes you puff out your chest and go, "Yeah, I was part of that
1: the The big thing for me is uh we have a local school district that we do a lot of work with, and we we've been have a very tight relationship with them and have been able to really deliver systems that work exactly as they need and I think that speaks to out of all of my success, it's that, that we're able to deliver a project from concept to delivery that does exactly what the client need and uh, nothing more, nothing less, and we're just moving along efficiency with them throughout the entire district.
0: Now, I want to put in an additional disclaimer. Jonathan is not looking for another job. That was my question that I asked because I thought it would be an interesting way to get an answer from him. So everybody just relax. <laughs> yep, I'm not going anywhere did i cma on that did i do a good job i think you did okay perfect perfect good just want to make sure i don't want to get either of us in trouble that's not my goal today (laughs) today i've had the pleasure of having a conversation with my friend jonathan Yacko. he is an engineering manager for Adwar video jonathan thanks so much for taking the time and i really appreciate it thanks for having me sean had a great time